Welcome to the Break Free Real Estate Podcast. Hey everyone, today David and I are going to talk about budgeting tools for new real estate investors. Um, I have a ton that are on my mind. David, do you have any? Yeah, let me go first because this is in your wheelhouse and and you're going to steal all the good stuff. So I'm going to do the very, very basic thing, right? The best budgeting tool in my mind that's just sort of, I mean, it's pretty obvious, it, but but it's having uh, a tool like QuickBooks, right? There's some free versions of you know accounting software that are out there that you can use. I personally have always used QuickBooks online. Um, it's a web web based version of QuickBooks, and it allows me to just track all of the expenses, all of the uh, income. And have as many categories as I need to. And if you're even trying to be super conservative and maintain a, a, a minimal budget for software like this, you can even start to set up different categories per property. I think your accountant would probably encourage you to have a se- separate books for every single one of your rental properties. That being said, QuickBooks is like the the very easiest base level tool that I think people can use uh, to to manage their rental real estate. Well, awesome. I have never used QuickBooks. I've thought about it. Um, I did like a free trial once and I just didn't like it. Like, cause I have for managing my properties anyways, I have a spreadsheet for each property and I love, it's so easy for me to just drop the receipts in a Google folder and then Mm. link those receipts directly into the spreadsheet. And my spreadsheet is pristine. Beautiful. I bet. (laughs) Well, um, I got a question for you about that. If uh, um, when it comes to tax season, do you have an accountant do your taxes? Yeah. And and so, what do you provide to the accountant? Just the spreadsheet, and does he use that? Like, or yeah. she use that? Do you export it out into? How does that work? So at the end of the year, what I do? So I have all my properties that have their own spreadsheets. So at the end of the property, I make. Well, I kind of do it throughout the year, but I have one spreadsheet that has different pages and the first page is like all of my stuff. Um, I also have a softball business that I give private lessons for. So I have like different things going on. And then I have a page for that, for my softball business. And then I have a page for my real estate, um, being a realtor and I have all my expenses and everything, but then I also have them all totaled. So it's really easy for them. And then I have a page for my rentals, and essentially, I just have a co- like a couple columns for each rental, and then just go through um, all the expenses that are itemized on your uh, schedule C. C. Yeah. Um, and I just put the number in those from my spreadsheet, and my spreadsheet is already organized that way. So mm-hmm. it's already organized in the categories of the schedule C, and so all I have to do is put the totals in, and then I have. Then I still put those in that in that doc as well on other pages that the accountant doesn't really have to look at. But if I ever got audited or something, to have it all in one place um, makes it easier. And again, like the, it links to all the receipts. And I, I'm sure you can still do that in QuickBooks. It just seemed more yeah. time consuming um, than how I'm able to do it. Um, and my process works. So for me, yeah. so and and a lot less expensive because QuickBooks can become expensive. I think you're probably going to be paying like 
um, thirty-five to forty-five dollars for like a, a fairly basic uh, version of it. So yeah, and and you start multiplying that across different properties. Uh, all of a sudden, that can you know be fairly expensive. So yeah, yeah, your and version, that's obviously free. Yeah, and that's the big issue that I didn't do it because I'm so cheap. I was like, I'm not spending 35 bucks a month on this. Um, and then one tool I use that is an it's an app. I use it on my phone. Um, and I don't have any of my real estate tied to it. It's just more of a personal thing. And I've used it since I was um a young just when I became an adult, I guess, is when I started using it. And um, it's called Mint, um, mm-hmm. and it's through Intuit, and they pretty much like are able. To, I just have the bank accounts connected to it that I want connected to it, so I don't have any of my property bank accounts to it, and um, I'm just able to see how much I'm spending on stuff and easily create a budget and easily, you know, make sure that I'm saving an adequate amount of money every month. Um, and I'll like, I pay myself for my rentals and I'll put those in as like my income, you know? And so I can see how I'm doing each month. Um, April wasn't a good month. <laughs> I hate taxes. Um, <laughs> but so I use mint and then I also, you know, have like a money management spreadsheet that I created that I use. Um, and I, let's see, this, I mean, at the end of the month, every month at the end of the month, I go through um, all of my expenses. So I have a spreadsheet that is my five-year, it's a five-year plan, projects for the next five years. And at the end of every month, I put in like how much I spent that month, which shows me on my Mint app. And then I put in my rental income. And then I put in like other expenses or other income that I might've received. And then I have my savings and I go through. And so at the end of every single month, I know exactly how much money I have. I know exactly how much money I saved. I know exactly where I'll be at if nothing changes in five years. And so that can really help me budget and um, project like what my next steps are. And it just, when people just are saving money to save money, um, then I don't feel like they save as much. If you have a goal, you know, like I have this $2 million property I want to buy. And so I'm trying to save up enough money to buy it, like a 25% down payment. And so that's a goal for me is to try to save enough money so that I'm able to do that without, um, you know, taking too much equity out of any, any of my places. And so just having a goal, an amount of money you want to save in an amount in an amount of time, knowing how you can do that, making, making it realistic is going to be the best. And then apps, whether you pay for one or you get a free one like mint or you even most credit card companies and most bank accounts can have their own built in. So really, if you just log on to your bank, it should have um, some type of budgeting software already in. So like you can even just go as far as using that if you use the same bank account for every transaction. Yeah, Uh, great tips. You're a master of the spreadsheets. And at some point in time, we're going to offer up your spreadsheets to everybody. 
um, to download and access and use. So watch for that. We're we're working on putting some content together that you guys can access that will help you in your real estate investing. And one of those is going to be all the um, incredible spreadsheets that uh, and planning um, tools that Jocelyn's put together. One thought, uh, Profit First is a great book um, written by Mike uh, I'm going to butcher his name, McCallowitz, Mike McCallowitz, great book that talks about, um, uh, I'll summarize it in a sense of it basically is separating your income uh, into different bank accounts. I'll, I'll give just a very simple version. There's value in taking money out of your income, uh, uh, out of your paycheck and putting it into a deposit account on a monthly basis that requires a three-day time frame to transfer money back and forth. And what that does is so many people get caught up in the world of they put money into a savings account, but they have too easy access to that savings account. And so it ends up acting like a checking account. And they end up tapping into that for living expenses or, you know, luxury expenses or just, you know, the stupid stuff that eats into our savings all the time. One of the great tips and one thing that we've implemented is that we take that money and we put it into a third party higher yield uh, account that requires at least three business days for that money to be moved. And that forces us to pause and make decisions, a little bit better decisions about whether or not we're going to use that money and tap into that money. So just a little tip there. Awesome. And I I mean, I always have my clients do something similar, except not that extreme. But I always suggest that people go open up a savings account um, separate from your current savings account that doesn't have a checking account or a credit card account tied to it. Go open up a savings account and figure out uh, your budget figure out the total amount of money you can save and put 75% of the money that you should be saving every month into that other account automatically, whether it's straight out of your paycheck or as soon as it hits your bank account, transfer that 75% of your total savings to that bank account. And then the 25% can go into, I call it a dip into savings account. So it's the one that you can use for emergencies or um, vacations or any of that. But the other one is called an off-limit savings account. And all of that will be outlined in what we're going to um, be sharing with you guys as well. That's it for today. For more daily investing tips and real estate secrets, don't forget to visit breakfreerealestate.com and make sure to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. We will see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.